Welcome to Wisco Dice. Hey folks, it's uh, your host, the Conzi with the most. Today is March 11th, 2021, and this is episode 48 of The Diary. On today's episode of The Diary, I'm going to go ahead and break down a quick little battle report of Warhammer Fantasy that Brian and I played over the past weekend. We did this safely and outside, for those of you that are concerned or worried about the COVID thing. We were all masked up and all that, and kept pretty much six feet apart the entire time. Should have been completely safe. Now, it had been ages since we had played Warhammer, so we wanted to start, when we got back into it, a little bit smaller. So we figured a 1,000 points would be a good size for our games. And Brian brought his vampire counts, which he felt like he pretty much remembered all the rules for. And I brought dwarfs, because you know, dwarfs simplify the game by limiting movement, movement and magic phases. So, win-win there. Minimal rules. So we could just focus on having fun and playing the game and pushing our blocks of infantry around. For the deployment, uh, I had a list with... Uh, 16 hammers and 24 dwarf warriors with great weapons and 10 quarrelers and then a dwarf lord, a gyrocopter, and a runesmith. So my intention was to pair the dwarf lord and the iron and the uh, hammer block. However, with Brian bringing his uh, the not black guard, whatever the the whites are, the white infantry that the vampires have, he brought a block of those. And with their killing below, that was pretty intimidating. I, so I didn't want to just get my five-wound, 200-point lord killing blowed. So I kept him out of the block and kind of put him in between the dwarf warriors and the hammers. The hammers to the right, the dwarf warriors to the left. And then on the far left of my deployment was the quarrelers positioned so their first turn move can move them inside a, a big stone tower and give them some ample protection and a great position to fire from. On my early turns, I moved up the Dwarf Warriors and the rest of my battle line pretty much as described. There was a nice little uh, stone wall uh, in front of the tower, so I thought that would be a great defensive position for the Dwarf Warriors. The Lord hanging back just a hair from the front of the battle line so we couldn't just charge into the Lord uh, just with the way the positioning of the units were. That way I could use him for a counter charge or a supporting charge. And that's uh, right around the start of turn three. That's exactly what I thought. So I was in a great position. The, his graveguard had uh, engaged my hammers, and it was going, you know, it could go either way. But uh, the dwarf, the hammers were doing pretty good. So I was looking at the battlefield and going, man, I could, if I, I can either let him charge me on this wall or I can charge out. I'm like, I'm going to take the charge because I'm not 100% sure how long those hammers will hold up if they can actually outlasts his graveguard, but what I don't want is late game getting counterflanked. So let's take the fight to Brian and get that extra round of combat with a charge on his skeletons with his vampire. Plus, if I can bring in my dwarf lord, that vampire is only a always strike first, strength five. I've got a toughness five and one-up armor save. I'm feeling pretty good about that matchup. Well, as it turns out, uh, I needed like six inches on both charges. The dwarf lord makes it no problem. But the Dwarf Warriors roll snake eyes and fail the charge. Drat. It's like the worst thing that could pretty much happen. And this pretty much dictated the way the rest of this game was going to go. The ensuing combats, uh, my Garopacopter had charged his Necromancer, who was out on his own. 
this went very much my way, and the Necromancer died uh, in the initial round of combat and let my Garocopter overrun. Probably a little bit too far, but, uh, you know, I, it is what it is. I got the Necromancer. That was the key trade-off there. However, the Dwarf Lord ended up losing combat against the Skeletons and Vampire uh, by two. Failed his break check. Of course, I didn't have a Battle Standard Bearer. This is a smaller list, and I took, chose to take a Lord. And fled. The skeletons caught him, overran him, and caught him. And then also that overrun move brought him into the dwarf warriors. Ouch. All right. Well, those cowardly dwarfs that failed to support their lord probably deserved it, right? Anyways, in the ensuing grind of combats and death, eventually Brian brings his zombies around in the kind of final fatal blow as I've, I'm pretty much chewing down the skeletons in a nice progress. His vampire is doing a great job of chewing down my my uh, dwarfs, but I should get the skeleton block. Unfortunately, the zombies come in, bring in an extra three rings, a charge, and a banner to support that vampire, and that was it for those dwarf warriors, and they broke, and the last dozen, half dozen of them or so broke and ran and got run down as well, and that's where we call the game. So I basically lost the dwarf warriors, the runesmith, my lord, my hammerers, and the gyrocopter. All I had left at the end of the at the end of five turns was that quarreler block that was safely pretty pretty safely secured in a building. Of course, that vampire probably could have come in and by himself single-handedly chewed the dwarfs out of the building. But hey, that's that's what it is, and that was a lot of fun. It was great playing Warhammer again. I really look forward to doing it again. I'm actually kind of stoked to maybe paint up a couple of different models. I think well, next time we play, we'll bump up the points to maybe 1,500 or something like that, just so we can add a little more stuff in and have maybe, another, for my case, have another block of infantry on the table would be really helpful. I'm not sure what I have downstairs that I can take, but uh, I, I will definitely look and see. I'm kind of limited in what I have painted up in, in this particular style and theme, and I want to play with what I have painted in my current theme. And my current theme was built around a 2,400-point list that I played at a number of tournaments, so that's why I'd use the Dwarf Lord and not a Thane and a couple other things in the list that might have made it a little more points-efficient at this, at 1,000 points. But, hi, you know, it, anyways, it is what it is. It was a lot of fun, and it definitely brought back a lot of nostalgia of those days gone by back in Warhammer, like, five or six years ago when we were still playing. All right, so just to kind of final wrap things up, I will have on the post on our website at whiskodice.com a full set of pictures uh, with uh, captioned for the different points in the game as well as this audio podcast so you can kind of follow along with the images as well if you're interested or just check out the pictures of the game. Of course, I will point out that Ryan does not have any models painted in his army. He didn't even bother to field his new recently painted zombies. I actually mentioned it to him during the game. He's like, no, no, they're in the bag. So I think he was going for the full nostalgia feel and playing fully unpainted, which is what he did the entirety of his time in Warhammer Fantasy. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you leave a review of this show on your favorite place to find podcasts. And also give us a like on Facebook or on our Facebook page. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest even. And if you haven't looked recently, make sure you catch up on the blog at whiskodice.com. That's right. It's whiskodice.com. Until next time, everyone, peace out.